Welcome to the World Beyond the Tale, the Page Day American Gods podcast. I'm your host, James, and today we're reading page 167. Taxi Driver. They turn onto the street where the traffic has stopped completely. There's a cacophony of horns and the cars do not move. The driver sways in his seat. His chin begins to descend to his chest one, two, three times. Then he begins gently to snore. Salim reaches out to wake the man, hoping that he is doing the right thing. As he shakes his shoulder, the driver moves, and Salim's hand brushes the man's face, knocking the man's sunglasses from his face onto his lap. The taxi driver opens his eyes and reaches for and replaces the black plastic sunglasses, but it is too late. Salim has seen his eyes. The car crawls forward in the rain. The numbers on the meter increase. Are you going to kill me? asks Salim. The taxi driver's lips are pressed together. Salim watches his face in the driver's mirror. No, says the driver. The car stops again. The rain patters on the roof. Selim begins to speak. My grandmother swore that she had seen an ifrit, or perhaps a marid, late one evening on the edge of the desert. We told her that it was just a sandstorm, a little wind, but she said no. She saw its face and its eyes, like yours, were burning flames. The driver smiles, but his eyes are hidden behind the black plastic glasses, and Selim cannot tell whether there is any humor in that smile or not. The grandmothers came here too, he says. Are there many jinn in New York? asked Salim. No, not many of us. There are the angels, and there are the men, who Allah made from mud, and then there are the people of the fire, the jinn, says Salim. People know nothing about my people here, says the driver. They think we grant wishes. If I could grant wishes, do you think I would be driving a cab? I do not understand. The taxi driver seems gloomy. Salim watches his face in the mirror as he speaks, staring at the ifrit's dark lips. They believe that we grant wishes. Why do they believe that? I sleep in one stinking room in Brooklyn. I drive this taxi for any stinking freak who has the money to ride in it. And for some who don't, I drive them. And that's our page. Finally, on this page, the big reveal. Salim's driver was able to discuss Ubar because he was actually there. And that's because he is a jinn. Or an ifrit. It's kind of back and forth through the rest of the chapter. Jinn without the D in this case, although I've also seen it D-J-I-N-N, is a noun that refers to a group of supernatural creatures basically translating as to hide or conceal, but more broadly is understood to mean beings that are concealed from the senses. And the singular is genie, so that's where our English word genie comes from, though in reality genie comes from the French via A Thousand One Arabian Nights, although we'll talk about that in a little bit. In most tales, a jinn is not necessarily evil, though they're more often associated with demons than kinder entities. As Selim mentions on the page, there were angels and men and jinn, though there are also demons or shayatin. Selim mentions the supernatural creature known as an ifrit. An ifrit is considered to basically be the death spirit version of the jinn and are similar in many ways. Made of fire can be good or evil, thought to inhabit dark or hidden places. In the Quran, the Prophet Muhammad was sent to both man and the jinn, and similarly Solomon was believed to have power over the jinn as the king of Israel. In the 50th issue of Sandman entitled Ramadan, Harun al-Rashid, ruling from Baghdad within the story, threatens to release 9,009 ifrits, jinn, and demons from a globe owned by Solomon if Morpheus does not converse with him. This is presented as quite a large threat, especially as the ifrit and other creatures have been imprisoned for close to 2,000 years at that point. Uh, in the story, it's somewhere between 786 or 809 CE when uh, Al-Rashid would have ruled. 
Salim also mentions the Marid. Marid in Arabic means rebellious, and the supernatural beings that share their name are generally understood to be demons, although some editions of 1001 Arabian Nights have used Marid interchangeably with Ifrit, or even Jinn, depending on the translation. It seems to be more of a broad term and often a descriptor than a separate creature, as far as I could tell at least. I could be wrong on that. The Jinn laments the popular conception that the Jinn are able to grant wishes, and notes that if he could grant wishes, he certainly wouldn't be driving a cab around New York City all day. This misconception in the common, or in the uh, modern world, rather, seems to come from the Disney film Aladdin. The story which was the basis for the Disney film was entitled Aladdin and the Magic Lamp, and was actually added to 1001 Arabian Nights in the 18th century, but was not part of the original story collection. In the story, the jinn that Aladdin finds does many things for Aladdin, though they're never technically referred to as wishes, at least in the translation that I found. Even so, it's it's definitely a part of that story. However, since the original story isn't part of the original collection, it definitely seems a little misinformed on our part to take it as such. Finally, when Salim relates the story of his grandmother who swore up and down she saw a spirit in the sandstorm one day, the jinn tells Salim what we already know. People who believe in gods and other supernatural creatures manifest them in America when they arrive. So when the grandmothers came from America with this belief in their head, well, that's how the jinn got here. Get in touch with the show at theworldbeyondthetale at gmail.com and on Twitter at worldbeyondpod. Thank you to Julian Granganage for his version of St. James Infirmary Blues, which we use as our theme. And thank you for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another page, and remember, only the gods are real.